subs have you been using discord already long, for I, a long time I, I i have hang on i think we're live wait a minute i did last time i got a sort of kinks out um let's have a look yes we are live hello and welcome to a gaming conversation with friends i've messed it up again but it looks like we're live it does i'm still getting used to um OBS Discord. I've done it in 1080p, uh, 60 frames per second, because it seems that most people's connections can can handle that. I, I did set it up for much higher, but uh, I was advised just to leave it for 1080p. I was. Um, welcome everyone. Uh, this week it's we're back, and it's um, it's been a warm one in Britain. This week is cool today, about 20 degrees. It was 30 yesterday. It's a bit crazy, but um, removable sanity can't join us this week, unfortunately. He's uh, had private matter to attend to, so he can't join us. But I'm sure we have a great show. We will. So I hope hope you're doing well, removable. So uh, this week we have we've got a sentinel on the show. Sergeant Sentinel from the XPN ne Network, um, co-host of PSN Party Podcast, and panel member of XBL Party Podcast, and any other podcast recently, Sentinel, you've been on? <laughs> um, Is that no, I, yeah, I, I did a, I did an interview with Web Dave, but it's oh, actually nice. not going to be up for like a week, two weeks, something like that. Nice, fair play. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. But yeah, how are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, gaming's just you know very interesting. I'm uh, trying to stay on top of it, but there's so much you know. So I'm good though. I'm good. Good to hear. Good to hear. And Masuku, this man had us mystified for weeks. We were like, where's he gone? Masuku's not replying, <laughs> but then I did remember after you made your return and, and like you were like you were like I'm, I'm I'm back I'm okay. I do remember you telling me that you were going on holiday. You just yeah, didn't yeah, tell yeah. me you were going somewhere where you couldn't use Western Twitter apps and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I went behind the great firewall, so yeah, you were. <laughs> Most you were. of the stuff didn't work there. <laughs> I can imagine, definitely. But yeah, you had everyone worried. The game was messaging you, VJ was, all sorts. Like, Where's he gone? <laughs> On holiday. Yeah. It was nothing to worry about, really. Was... Yeah, yeah. Did you have a nice time? Yeah, no. Yeah, I had a great time. So, actually, it's 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 good time to time have a break from all the social media and stuff. Like, uh, just, um, you know, enjoy the real life, so... It's not too bad, but <laughs> next next time I try to warn you guys better <laughs> that that I I will be unreachable for quite some time. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, I'm pleased you had a good time over there. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it has been four years since last time could could visit China, so it's a long time. You know, yeah, these cor cor corona restrictions were so bad in oh, China that yeah, it, it, it wasn't 
worth it, it wasn't worthwhile going there. No, it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. And mm. uh, good to hear. And VJ, how are you doing? And he hasn't got the traditional cup of tea picture. <laughs> yep. Thanks for having me back on the show, Mr. Stubbs. It's good to have you. Good to have you on. Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's um, it's nice to have a refreshing set of guests today, uh, Misuko and uh, and Sentinel. And uh, I don't think I've been on a podcast with Sentinel before, so so welcome. And um, don't feel shy to talk over Stubbs because he does try to <laughs> hog, he does he does try to hog up the um, the airtime. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I don't mind. This is a free flowing <laughs> show. This is this isn't. This isn't like you. You get your little time slot, and that's it. You got to wait your turn. You can just boom back in if you want. You can. That's how it, that's how it rolls here. Um, it does. But uh, but yeah, thanks for coming back on, BJ. Shout yeah. out to some people in the chat. I see we've got Dreadpool, who was the first in the chat. Well done. Thanks for popping in. And as always, I always have done since I did midweek gaming. Sentinels in in chat as well. Suku's in chat. Uh, Goat Force Gaming is shirking. It, not shirking. <laughs> <laughs> let's He was lurking in the shadows the whole time. I think he was on about you. I think he's talking about you. Yeah. Suku. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah that, and that's it in the chat. And Judd Silly Music. Thanks for popping in, mate. But yeah, it's um, got some interesting. Well, it's not structured, but got some kind of topics. So this is more of a Sega topic, really, uh, kind of. So we have Like a Dragon Ishin, which was released on February the twenty-first of this year, and also we have a Like a Drag, Like a Dragon, Gadian. How do you, Gaiden, Gaiden, like a dragon, Gaiden. If I've got that right, the man who erased his name, coming on the 9th what? of November. What was that, Gaiden? Gaiden, that's it. Like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. That's coming out mm. on 9th of November, 2023. Very interesting mm. to have two games in one year. But then, like a dragon, eight will arrive in will arrive in 2024 it's very interesting to have two two games from the same like like franchise as such released within the same year then to have another Yakuza branded um, game come out the year after I mean obviously I would imagine that Sega are very happy with how sales are going of uh, Yakuza because that's quite a big output. But I think it might be proof that Yakuza has found a global audience with uh, the Yakuza franchise in general because from what I've seen of earnings calls in the past, they're very pleased with how the Yakuza franchise is growing year on year um, obviously I think Sega's um, partnership with Xbox has been has helped people like me 
start to like the Yakuza franchise with a lot of the a lot of uh, game porting like uh, Yakuza Zero, a lot of porting o- over. But yeah, it's 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 very interesting. It is. Um, I think I'll go with Sentinel. I'm not sure if you've ever played the Yakuza games, have you? Before or have you? You may have done. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually working my way through Yakuza Zero. I did yes, pick up. All that's of them. good. That's good. Very good. I did. I actually own all of them for PlayStation, oh, for PS4. Fair. I bought all of them, but you know there were so many games that came up. I said, you know what, these games are quality. I'm enjoying what I'm playing so far in Yakuza Zero. So I went ahead and bought all of them. I didn't even buy them on sale. I just bought them because I said these are quality games. Um, it's a hell of a lot of fun, and it's just a franchise that I think is kind of underrated. Now it is gaining traction with. Um, it was. I think it was. It felt like it was more PlayStation centric at first, but it seems like the Xbox gamers have really been picking it up also, and I think that's really helping Sega to see. Hey, you know what? We have a lot of potential left in this, and that could be why they're pumping out multiple games in this franchise over the next twenty four months. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it, it literally wasn't available on Xbox for like a decade. Or to be fair, yeah. until recently, it's never been available on Xbox. Yeah, it just shows you what faith they're starting to have in the in the Xbox platform because they've even bought over Persona, aren't they, as well? Which was interesting. So they must they must have they must see some analytics or you know stats that we obviously we can't see their stats obviously, but they're obviously happy with it. They are. Yeah, it's um, it's a fun franchise, and you know. it's it's that the Yakuza franchise doesn't shy away from some of the dynamics that we used to see in games, like um, the art style and how explosive combat is. They don't try for a more realistic, grounded version. It leans more into an arcade feel, and I think that's what really draws a lot of people to this, because it's genuinely a lot of fun. Definitely. It's, 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 well, I find with Yakuza, because I only played it recently, I'm not accustomed to the uh how should you say the basically the japanese way of the way our customs are compared to their customs and you learn a lot through the yakuza games even though the mafia yeah. games you they're very cult you can you learn a lot of the cultures are very different to what would happen over here as opposed to over there yeah. it's fun but yeah good to hear you're playing yakuza zero that's a very good one. I put sixty hours into that one, but I know if you do all the side content, it's a lot longer. I also bought. Um, I also bought the Judgment game, and I'm planning on buying the next Judgment game because they said it's based in the Yakuza universe. BJ, but hey, man's it. I just having, you know. BJ loves I judgment. No, I don't want to. No, no. Let, let Sentinel speak. I, I don't want to cut in. Well, I'll, I, I'll I played a little. I played a little bit of it, um, but again, there were so many games that, you know, when I bought it at the time, I said, you know what, this is one of those games I'm going to have to come back to. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but just because there was so much gaming-wise at the time, you know. But I do want to buy the second Judgment game also. I think both of those are going to be an interesting take on the Yakuza universe as well. Yeah. I think um, I, I've played um, Judgment and um, and Lost Judgment and I've played uh, the majority, well, 
the main entries in the Yakuza series and I also picked up Like a Dragon. Actually no, I didn't pick up Like a Dragon. I was I was a little bit taken aback when the Yakuza Like a Dragon went turn based and I was like, okay, is this trying to cut back on production values or combat systems? Because obviously they're not easy to do and they just made it made it turn based. But it was an exceptional game um in Game Pass. And the the thing is with um I was, I was telling um um Stubbs Gaming that uh, the Yakuza concept was being um flagged flagged or discussed or bantered bantered about uh in the mid nineties, but no publisher uh in Japan would um would take the risk of, of doing something um you know, based on on the yakuza, um, on the yakuza wording or the franchise, or what, how people interpreted the yakuza, uh, or, or you know, slash mafia of of Japan. Let alone include you know the triads in in the recent entries of the game, etc. And so on and so forth. But I think with Kiryu-san, he's incredibly well written, and I don't know if this is the best, is this is the correct way to describe him, but he's like an he's like an antihero with morals and values. Yes, yeah, and he is, and he's so. He's so well written, and um, and that's what the Yakuza series is is uh, designed around. And it's the, the thing with the um, with um, the game and where it's set um, in, in the main town where it's set, uh, Kamarucho. Um, I I I spent a lot of time in Japan, and um, I can't just tell you how familiar everything feels and how and. Um, uh, authentically everything is replicated and then when you've got um when you've got ichiban son in um like a dragon you know he's his own he's his own person you've got um a kiryu san and then i forgot the name of the, the the lead character in um in the in the judgment series but they're all three of them are very different games they're all set in japan in similar times uh, or in, in similar similar eras, but they do have flashbacks, you know, to ten years you know, during the nineties, eighties, and even even present day. And um, just that the characters are are, are really likable. Uh, they're really well written, and it shows you every facet of them. You know, that it just doesn't present them as oh, here's a superhero, and uh, you know, he's righteous, he's right, and you know, and everything he's saying is that you should be on side with him. It, it shows you the pros and cons to every character. Um, the environments that they live in, the times that they live in, and and especially judgment, it tackles some really difficult topics uh, like bullying, uh, like suicide, and um, and it's I just don't know many other games that tackle modern um, society in a way that those games do. And I'm so glad to hear Sentinel saying that he's picked up those games and he wants to try them, wants to play them, and um, because it'll only broaden your horizons and, and see and see a really sort of truthful perspective from uh, how the developers are trying to portray Japan and they're not they're not trying to sugarcoat anything they're not trying to um, make anything look you know perhaps more polished or more you know sort of um, correct or politically correct in any shape way or form they're showing you in its raw form so you can make up your own mind and that's what I really 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 love about the um, I can't pronounce the name of the studio, but the Ryogotoko Studios uh, games in the in the last 10, 20 years that they've been making is phenomenal. And uh, I think Yakuza, the first games were on the PlayStation 2, right? And then and then obviously yeah. Yakuza, I, I I I watched a friend of mine playing them at the time, but I wasn't I wasn't playing much gaming at the time. But I picked up the Yakuza's um, Yakuza Zero, 
and I was blown away by it because obviously that was their their modern iteration of um, of the of the Dragon Engine. Is that right? The Dragon Engine, and then obviously they went on to make Kiwami, which was Yakuza One, and Kiwami Two, which was Yakuza Two, and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, really, really phenomenal games. Uh, if you like story, if you like combat, and you like humor, and you want to get to know another culture. Uh, or, or well, you know, Japan is almost like a different civilization, right? Compared to compared to many, 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 many other countries. And yeah. um, I, I'm I'm like Stubbs. I was surprised that um, um, Kiryu-san was making a return, and I did a little bit of digging, and there was a um, there was a four-hour. I, I wasn't surprised because I'm I'm very far behind. I didn't know he 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 left. I, I I thought he I thought from from the from the Yakuza Six I thought that he'd been retired, oh, but this okay. game this game apparently is set between um, uh, like a Dragon One and um, like a Dragon Infinite Money or whatever it's called Infinite Wealth is set in between those two and it's also set three years after Yakuza Six. I hope you followed me there and um so um so yeah i i i personally i'm i'm thinking wow they're really close close together right in terms of in terms of um in terms of release but there could be development reasons for it because like when they made the jump from the original dragon engine to the one that they're currently using perhaps they saying look we need to get these out now so we can then go back on and work on the engine and if we release these two games now then we can you know take us two steps back so we can you know improve our dragon engine for for the next iteration of the games which will be out in the next year or two or whatever they get and the only... sorry sorry we just there's like a docu you probably can't see it on the screen but it's like a, um they're talking about the next like a dragon or next year and all the developers yeah. just said i'll get i'll get quite big budgets for the games now i don't think they used to get really big budgets but they get quite get given quite big budgets to make the games yeah i, I, I don't know it, it means yeah their the, the studios um people use people i think people have said oh you know their, their teams are really huge except they're not very huge at all um and um but what they managed to do tell keep telling stories within the realms of yokohama and kamarucho uh, i think is a testament um to to how good that team is in terms of uh, uh, building first games telling stories yeah. Sorry, just, just... Sorry I, don't, I don't know if I'm trying to. I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to sell these games to um, Sentinel, but he's already bought them, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Hey, no, it's hey. cool. I, you know, I appreciate, um, you know, I appreciate your thoughts on it, and especially since there, there are probably still a lot of people that haven't picked this title up yet. It kind of feels like, um, you know, during even during the PS3 generation, a lot of these Japanese-focused games were more niche but now they're becoming more mainstream and them becoming more mainstream is helping to push games like Yakuza and of course Judgment more into the spotlight and that's you know of course they're seeing the explosion in numbers and that's why you know I think that we're going to see a lot more Yakuza games after even the ones that they've already announced and just to add to what Sentinel's saying there your Sentinel I think the other massive factor to this is the fact that the original games when their first iterations didn't have the level of uh, localization at all voiceovers in english it's the modernization of their engine and the releases subsequently that have fantastic uh, localization and really 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 great uh, voice actors um in that are appearing in not just japanese but obviously in, in the english version of the games as well 
I think, yeah. I think that definitely must help, or, or helped me anyway. So. I got a question since there's so so many knowledgeable people on this podcast. So, speak uh, <laughs> for yourself. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, the Yakuza games from one to seven, they are the Kiryu saga, right? Y zero to six, yeah. <clears throat> ah, to six. So n number seven, who who is on I the seven? The reason why I say um, zero to six because they made like Yakuza one, two, three, four, five, six. Then they made mm. Yaku like Street Fighter zero. They made they made the Yakuza zero. So you're right that the Kiryu ah, saga ah, span over yeah. seven games. You are seven, seven games. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So <clears throat> now, now these two games, this uh, Gaiden and the Eight. Uh, do we know who, who is going to be? The main 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 character for these yeah so um in the um um in the release that's coming this year uh it, it features the man who raised his name is features um kiryu san and then ichiban um reprises his role in the sequel um to yakuza like a dragon to yakuza infinite wealth um, yeah. And both, so one game is action orientated, you know, sort of mm. virtual fight combat, and then you've got mm. the turn-based combat in in uh, Ichiban's game. But I'm sure I've seen a trailer where in this silhouette, uh, this like silhouettes of these two characters walking down the Kamarucho High Road or, or Pink Street, which I like to frequent quite mm. often. Um, <laughs> if you've played the game, you kind of know what I'm talking about. But if you're strolling down Pink Street, you just see the silhouettes, and uh, you know you can recognise Ichiban from his hairstyle, but the next to him, it's pretty much everyone's assuming it's um, it's um, Kiryu-san, you know, and um, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil any of the story from the other games. But but yeah, I, I think I think what will happen, Kiryu-san's game will come out and then there may be a crossover in there. But I think there's more likely to be a crossover in the in the second Yakuza Like a Dragon game. I may be wrong, but that's that's what I've managed to glean from what I've what I've been watching and what I've been hearing. Because I, th I think about a, a one week ago there was a four-hour Japanese uh, presentation. It was all in Japanese, um, mm. and uh, you can glean some of the stuff from there from the subtitles and some of the English voiceover. Um, it was a, like a studio sort of um, projection of what what they're planning to do with the game and the music and the characters and the actors and a. And you know, a bit like one of those uh, San Diego Comic Con events, but for fans of, of the games, and uh, they give a, they don't give anything away, but they do give away a few hints. And if you've played the games, you can kind of catch on to what they're saying. So, mm. so yeah. I mean, just tell me to shut up, right? If I keep going on too much. So. Yeah, no, that's 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 good information. Uh, by the way, one one thing because <clears throat> I, I remember reading that the studio wanted to name all the future games as like, like a dragon games but is it now like in the west that they are keeping it separately like yakuza saga and then like a dragon as a separate thing i wish they just call them all yakuza it's like a dragon uh, thing i don't know what this is about yeah I, I, the reason is is because you've got lost judgment and judgment which is based in the same locations like uh, yokohama and Yoko and um kamarucho 
And I think what they're trying to do is that if it's Yakuza, you know that Kiryu san is the protagonist, right? If you've got Like yeah. a Dragon, you know that Ichiban san is the leading, handles the leading role. And if you've got the Judgment series, then you know, oh my goodness, it's annoying me now. Let me just, I've got to find out what the guy's name is now. Judgment. So much for my adoration for the game. I can't remember the lead protagonist's name. It's embarrassing. They were saying in this interview, though, in this documentary, that out of all the since we're making the games, the first game, your first Yakuza games, they've only got ten members of staff from from back then that that that's, that's still there. They have. Oh, really? Yagami okay. San. Yagami San. Yeah. Yagami San. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to hear from Sentinel what he thinks of the Judgment games because I think I think he'll find them refreshing, incredibly different and uh phenomenal games and uh, i hope he does anyway but that's my yeah, i'd love to hear what his opinion on the games are. i don't because i don't I, I know a lot of people appreciate those games but i haven't really come across anyone who's actually played through them yeah i i know someone and said basically it's the yakuza version of la noir for oversimplification i guess you know that you play as a cop who's investigating crimes rather than actually being a criminal yeah, he's um he's actually a private detective. He's actually a lawyer, an ex-lawyer. I'm not going to tell you why or anything like that. An ex-lawyer that um that ends up becoming a private detective. But you'll you'll unravel the reasons why uh, as you play the game. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I got to a point where he had lost a, a court case or something. I don't remember off the top of my head. He's probably representing Stubbs. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Oh, stub yeah. sound appears in it eventually. So, I'll spoil it. Sorry, please continue. Yeah, but uh, have, have you, um, Suku, have you, have you played any of the Yakuza games? Yeah, I, I, I haven't got as far as you guys, so I have been only like, I, I finished like a dragon. I, I really love that game, nice. and uh, and from the main main series, I have just played like um, start of Kiwami, the first one. What so the first, I, what, what, uh, which one's the first? Uh, first Kiwami one. So that that means like the remake of the first game. Oh, okay. it's because it's because it confuses me because I I played Yakuza Zero, then Kiwami, then Kiwami Two. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can play you can play Yakuza one or Kiwami one two and so on and so forth. Very good game though. What Yakuza zero does. Whoever BJ it, told me after I've completed Kiwami, go and watch YouTube to see if I want to if I want to play Yakuza three and four. Yeah. He says you, kind you, of you might not want to play it. He said, but them too. Ah okay okay. Are, are those the ones that they didn't really like uh, update or? Uh, it's not they a they they remastered them but. Yeah. They, they, they. What they try to do, they try to expand the number of cities, the number of protagonists. They, mm. they kind of strayed away from the formula. I'm not saying that they're bad games or anything like that, but for me, the main entries are one, two, a one, two, a zero, one, two, and six. But zero, the, what it happens is that you're going to come across really important characters throughout this series, right? Goro Majima mm. being one of them. But what Zero does, it, it also goes back to the origins of Kiryu-san and Majima-san before he became Goro. And, mm. uh, and it's the way that they, you understand 
how he's become who the man he is but you would never have thought of that those that those were his beginnings and what you know because he almost starts out life like Kiryu-san but Gu events in Guru. his life Guru. he's yeah. a crazy but he is he's funny yeah. <laughs> in zero he's completely different and but but it, it, his story just that game just for the story of how how Goro Majuma becomes to be great story is, you know, yeah the debt that he incurs um and how he goes to repay it and and how he ends up becoming Goro Majuma is uh I mean Stubbs will tell you right it's I'm not gonna spoil phenomenal. it for anyone who has completed it so I'm not gonna oh, go on no <laughs> it's not fair it's a good story it's yeah everyone yeah, yeah. i have completed yeah, yeah. zero there you go i i can i can hear sentinel there in the yeah. i can hear sentinel in the background going i've come onto this show to help out Stubbs, and all he's done is spot got some bloke called vj on to spoil the games that i enjoy it for me no i don't mind at all i'm not i'm just kidding sentinel. Are... <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what? some people some people do get heated about that they're like oh no i'm not gonna play the game and it's like why hearing where the game goes with its plot isn't the same as the game you didn't actually but... tell you they you just gave you hints do you know what I mean? He just yeah. like, it's a nice stock. There you go. He, he was actually promoting. He was promoting the uh, the, the Yakuza Zero, um, yeah. the, the story of Guru. I'm probably saying it wrong. Goro, Goro Majima. Goro Majima. There you yeah. go. It sounded even worse then, probably. It sounded a lot more Japanese than you did ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slow process. But no. You, you, but, um, yeah, but no, I, I think I think Sega have done, hit on something. A massive risk with Yakuza. Um, it wasn't really super super sort of you know popular at the time, primarily in Japan. It was a risk, a creative and a commercial risk. And um, it's there's not that many franchises that reinvent themselves and continue and tell the same story in the same locations, decade after decade. And can you think of any franchises other than perhaps Mario World? But uh, so in that, in its sense, that is, you know, you, you've got to sort of praise Sega, right? Um, it's not, it's the, the, the franchises are not just that; they're richer than ever, and they're standing the test of time, uh, which is which is quite phenomenal. No, it's definitely true. Yeah. It's it's a lot of number of games, though. If you it's... like those sort of games, right? I'm not saying you have to love them. If, if you are so inclined to that, you like those sort of games, yeah, and those sort of scenarios and and that culture. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, how 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 heavy is um, uh, RPG mechanics uh, in in you know the main Curio saga because it's it's different from the like a dragon games. So yeah. So we, what was the question? Uh, the RPG oh, mechanics it's a like uh, it's a yeah. Beat, it's a beat em up. You have to fight. Beat em up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very light on the RPG side. You race, isn't it? Action RPG. Yeah. It's action. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, 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 I mean, when, when you're playing the game, sometimes the bot. The, the thing is, the, the games are great, but sometimes yeah. the, 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 the fights are really easy, and then all of a sudden they'll spike really high. Do you know what I mean? They will. You, you, yeah. Basically, if you ever play the games, not a spoiler, but just buy loads of energy packs and health packs from the shops, you need them. <laughs> You do. I, I, some of the fights I, you I, need them let's 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 be honest right your favorite parts of the yakuza game are the side stories and i know that in private and i know you probably won't mind me saying so but sentinel all that Stubbs ever talks to me about is that why is there a side story called operation panty bait 
<laughs> and it's true. There are, there are lots uh, of uh, anti-sniffing going that, on. That is actually yeah. when I was talking about different cultures, and, and it was a bit different. That's the kind of stuff I felt was very different. Yeah. And then, I found you know, out, then I found out it's a real thing. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? It's I weird. think I, I think I completed that on Yakuza on, on Yakuza Zero, where the one <laughs> the one girl who's like in charge of the pack is making the other girls um, sell their panties for you yeah. know, all that shit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah, but when, when the story first started out, I thought she was a prostitute, and she weren't. It's I, not that I, I just yeah. kept looking behind me saying, oh my god, I'm doing this side quest, and it's in English. I hope my wife's not right behind me wondering what the hell I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a yeah. gamer. She's probably wondering, what the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there are a few differences. You got, you kind of gotta go into Yakuza with an open mind, you know. Especially if you're not from the culture. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but... Welcome to the Indie Gamer. Web Dave, thanks for popping in as well. But yeah, no, Yakuza games are fun. Yeah. I don't just play it for the side quests, by the way, but there are loads of great side quests. Yeah. Very different to them as well. Can I can I can I just say and I, and I know that some of us I, I don't know you guys well enough but if you've ever watched Korean dramas right they have comedy that, that their acts are split up into comedy tragedy uh, romance etc right that, that it's split like that right and um, and that's why I like the Yakuza series so much because even the, the acts in that right you have tragedy you have betrayal you have all that sort of stuff right going on you know vengeance and so on and so forth but then you do have incredible light-hearted moments and you have uh, um, and you have opportunities to do selfless acts as well uh, etc and so on and so forth. you don't have to but obviously the, the, the options are all there but I like the way that the acts are structured almost very much like um, an interactive um, uh, K drama, if, if 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 you like that sort of thing. So I thought I, I thought I'd mention that. I hope I've kind of portrayed it correctly, but uh, yeah, I, I just thought I'd throw throw that in. Yeah, no, definitely. Welcome to the graphic god as well. But yeah, no, it's um, I think we've covered... you're a self-judge. Yeah, whatever. Didn't say whatever. But no, they are. I'll be honest. Like with side quests, you get in a lot in a lot of games. Say they're big. Oh, I don't know, Assassin's Creed. They, a lot of the side quests are very collector funny, uh, generic. And when you do the side quests in Yakuza, they, a lot of them are do have purpose for uh, and part of the story. Not the main campaign, but they they actually have actual stories to some of the side quests. They're not just go and collect all these hats or something like that. They're, they're, they have meaning to them. It's not just just chucked in there for the sake of it to make it a thousand hour. Yeah, the, game the dialogue, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the side quest you take on, and if this is going back to the dialogue, because in, normally in side quests in video games, oh, thank you for saving me, here's your reward, and you move on. But because when he when Kiryu San or Ichiban San complete side quests, um, or Yagami San complete side quests, there's actually a dialogue there that builds facets. Or, or gives you really sort of um, information in regarding to building out the character himself. That that's what I think that the game tries to do with subtly without even telling you. So you have a a multifaceted um, a, a, not awareness but a, a build up of the character within your mind, like who who Yagami Yagami-san or Ichiban or Kiryu-san really are. 
you know as as a people and as a person not just what their strengths are as heroes but what their what the subtleties are just the makeup of the complete character rather than just one facet if, if, if that makes sense it's really cleverly done um, but yeah i have to agree that the character building is really really great they 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 really make them like uh, you really care like you were saying, you care about the side missions. They are not like something like you do to just get <laughs> XP in other other role-playing games. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I, I, that's me done on Yakuza. I won't say any more on it other than the fact that I'm really looking forward to them. Mm, yeah, yeah. So Gaiden is going to be the next one. Yeah, I think... I think um, I think how it, yeah, uh, like, a, like a stuff. dragon, Gaiden, the man who raised his name, 9th of November, it says, this year. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, Trying to get there, mm. trying to go through the games to get there. I don't know if I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. because they've connected Kiryu-san um, and uh, the man who raised his name and the setting and the timing of it, they've set it all up so that the, the games are interlinked with each other and you're probably if you want the whole story is to play all of them and i know it's a bit of a commercial thing but it's a difficult thing to do as well you know from a storytelling perspective so it'd be i i'm i'm kind of bought in you know because i'm kind of committed to this french franchise but some might look at it and thinking oh it's a money grab but i you know that, that would be doing the games and the series an injustice and stuff i just put that out there uh was was that the <clears throat> trailer that had um had the uh, curio in this uh, on this uh, old temple and uh, looking like he's uh, doing some meditation or something similar. I've just put um, this one. I don't know if you can see the. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the YouTube see. or not? Yeah. He does look. So, actually, doesn't he? Is this game already released? Right. No. Uh, um, no. no. Is that Ishin? Hang on. Ishin, yeah. Ishin is a remake of a game, of a PS2 no, game, th right? This one's, this one's like a Dragon Gaiden. Oh. Gaiden. Yeah. Gaiden, Gaiden. Yeah, yeah so, <clears throat> so most most likely this is like he's uh, hiding for whatever is happening in the story. Yeah, you know what was interesting um, in that four-hour documentary? I know I won't say it, I won't say anymore. They were talking about the combat and they had a still screenshot and they said that his combat is designed around secret service and uh not james bond but um like a de not detective but um i'm trying to think of the word now but it's uh it's it's designed around um i guess james bond you know s secret service uh, special agent yeah special agent was the word that they used so his combat's kind of based on based on on that in this game which is really interesting um so i i don't know what his role is in this game but um but i'm really looking forward to it that's interesting they they <clears throat> they really find uh good ways how to branch this story there if this is going to be some kind of uh secret agent side of the story <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about that. This this happens when you are away from uh, the gaming news for a while. 
Yeah, I, you know what? I know that these games are coming out, but the other thing I just wanted to say on Sega was, you know, this year you've got. Um, I watched the Nintendo um, event. New and, Sonic uh, as well. Looks yeah, nice. Mario. It, it reminded Mario Wonders coming out this year, and and Sonic scheduled for this year, Superstars or whatever it's called this year. It, it just took me back to the nineteen ninety, early nineteen nineties. You know, sort of uh, Mario World versus uh, Sonic Adventure. You know, versus Sonic Adventure era. So. Uh, but how times have changed, right? But it just, yeah, it just took my mind back to back to those days. But obviously, it's not versus anymore. Uh, both companies' fortunes have turned out very different, and their paths have turned out very differently. But you know, seeing a Mario game coming out and a Sonic game coming out, yeah, it just took me back like almost 30, well, thirty years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, always. I, I, I notice the same thing, like when, when I'm watching the Nintendo Directs, when I see Sonic, I'm always thinking like, yeah, things things really have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there will be a day when uh, it's going to be a little bit similar situation with PlayStation and Xbox. <laughs> mm. Possibly, possibly, I don't know. Um, I know right now they're fighting to keep Xbox relevant, but I think there's going to be a time when you'll be able to play these video games through your TV and then exclusivity isn't going to matter because it's not going to be a particular type of TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Oh, don't say stuff like Sentinel. You'll, you'll make them, them, you'll make people cry saying stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just the writing on the wall at this point. You know? I know. Um, I mean, <clears throat> you look at, like, the, you can play Game Pass through some TVs, right? You can, And yeah. it's like, yeah. it's 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 inevitable that eventually there's not going to be consoles. So you'll have a controller. Maybe the controller, you buy it, and it works with some games, doesn't work with others. That's the level of exclusivity I think we'll see in probably two generations. But I don't that's see there being... Two generations, that's at least realistic. Yeah. I just and every everything's going everything's going um, digital anyway. You know, some people are like, "Well, yeah, what about DVDs and this and that?" And it's like, how many DVD rental places do you still have around? Everybody's live streaming from Netflix and YouTube and all these other different, you know, places. It's like you can still have a DVD player or a Blu-ray DVD player hooked up. You know, and I'm sure they'll still make those for maybe another twenty years, but th that's not going to be the primary way of consuming media anymore. It just won't. Yeah, because you'll have a see what Sentinel. You know what you reminded me of when you said that. You know, uh, do you remember when the um, the kid turns around to Marty McFly in Back to the Future Two and says, "You have to use your hands." You know. Yes. When he picks up the little gun and he's shooting the stuff on the screen like duck hunt and he's saying, the, "Yeah, that was Elijah Wood, I think." Yeah. So I I didn't yeah. know that actually. That's, that's, a, that's actually quite interesting to know actually. But but what it is is that. Um, you know, we were grow we grew up on a you know in, in a generation where we collect collected cartridges and CDs and stuff yeah. like that. But now, as a generation, what you have to buy CDs and cartridges and you have to plug them in. I can just get them on my phone. I can just get them on my TV. I can just download the stuff digitally, and yeah. then there'll be the generation that will say, you know what, just you know the generation of of um, of uh, the next generation of gamers will be you know plentyfold. They'll look at these old systems and so on and say, saying, you know what, it's just cluttering up my place. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll just have all my stuff in the cloud and download it. It's not like it's not happening yeah. already, but there'll be a generation that'll look back to back at what we right now appreciate and say, yeah, okay, that's that's fine, but it belongs in a museum. 
Uh, yeah, especially with with all the emulation happening, you know. Yeah, it's a hard Absolutely. one because because like <laughs> streaming is all well and good, but as you say, the internet, the world's infrastructure, probably in two to three generations' time, probably will be up to the snuff. But you, all these re- like say the Xbox, a lot of like even the Xbox One games, a, a lot of that won't be available. A lot of that won't be yeah. available because it's like with, with a Mega Drive, you just put the the cart in, or Dreamcast, or the or the Saturn, or the PS One. You just put them in. A lot. Yeah. Of, I mean, obviously, if PlayStation and Xbox are still going in generations to come, they'll be on services. But <clears throat> I I am all digital now. I've got the PC and that, but I still think. At the minute, consoles still important. I mean, Xbox. Do you know how you know you really do? You know what? You really are Ascot. You know that. I know the Royal Ascot. This this happened. This is this is why I call you the Earl of Rutland or the Lord of Rutland. Why is that? Joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. joke. Because you you are royalty, upper class royalty. I'm more digital now. Well, <laughs> I am now, but I Xbox can say we're like, well, oh, we're about the ecosystem. We can't outdo PlayStation. Yes, you can. You can if you want to. The, the console war is not over by a long shot, right? And this this comment Phil Phil said a while ago. Oh well, most people put up their. Um, their, 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 their libraries in the PS4 and Xbox One generation, despite the fact PlayStation doesn't actually allow you to use any of them, them PS4 games on your PS5, most of the PS5 games have lost the libraries because they don't allow you to play your PS4 digital libraries on your PS5 generally. So them PS5 gamers he's talking about haven't got the libraries he's talking about. And that's why he said, oh, um, We've lost basically. We can't out. We can't outplay PlayStation. You know, you can't outsell them for consoles. Yes, they can because most of them games he's talking about with the built-up libraries, they're not available on the PS5. They make you rebuy them in general. So I don't know where he's getting his comments from. It just sounds better because you because you're not you're not you can't keep up with the with with the lead platform PS5. It sounds great. The 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 fanboys cling on to it, but it's 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 not true. They could do. You release games that are great, people will come to your system, and it still does, it still holds up. Now Xbox Xbox wise, that yeah, your, your library's built up, and most of the games you can transfer over to X Xbox Series X. That's true, but with a PlayStation, it's a different ball game. It is. I know that that will probably anger people, but it's uh, it's what I think anyway. It is. Well, that's fair enough. They don't care about winning. There's another narrative. Um, Microsoft are a dominant company. They're a two trillion dollar company, and they do want to win. They want to become a number one dominant platform in gaming. If anyone doesn't believe that, you must be. I don't know. Is how Microsoft operate. They want to dominate every industry they're in. 
if you look the problem at is the problem is they don't um you have people running xbox that don't understand they don't necessarily understand xbox and oh. i'm not saying that that's that's phil spencer i'm saying oh i agree you have people under him that don't understand modern gaming and you look at like some of the bethesda games they've released there's no exception uh, or there's no excuse for the state some of those titles have released in and if you have good management they're going to have eyes on that and they're going to ahead of time they're going to say you know what um, according to what I've seen so far, there are glaring issues. We need to we need to rectify that number one and number two. We need to come up with um, safeguards to make sure that we don't have these similar issues in the future. But that's not happening, and of course, that's how Redfall got released in the state it did. You know, and it's unfortunate, but again, it falls on management. Management has to check that stuff, and the fact that they aren't means that you have a segment of Xbox that's working under Microsoft that doesn't really understand what they're doing or they're not efficient at it. I think that I, I would be willing to bet, it's it's one of those fly-on-the-wall moments, I'd love to be a fly-on-the-wall, I'd be willing to bet that Microsoft is frustrated with some components of Xbox because they are failing um, in spectacular fashion. I, I, th I think look, this isn't, we could have this discussion forever, but you know, I, I don't know how old you are, Sentinel. Um, but, you know, I've been playing games ever since Pong was released on some dodgy console that I yeah. bought in Petticoat Lane, uh, which is like a, a, a popular flea market. I don't know if it still exists today, back in the 80s. So um, the, the, I've seen Nintendo's, you know, trajectory up and down. You know, I've seen Sega's, yeah. uh, I've seen PlayStation's. Um, and I've seen Xbox, and um, the and I think each of those companies, whoever founded them, however, you know, however they were grown, it always whether they're making hardware, making software, it's always about culture, it's about yeah. creativity, it's about consistency, and Sony, Nintendo, Sega. The reason why those companies are there is because if whether they've been successful or unsuccessful that's not ultimately you know the consumer's uh, prerogative right what yeah. they have done is that they've created that culture which creates romanticism um between and a connection between uh the consumer and what they've what's gone before and consistency is a huge part of that um and you know the the thing with microsoft is that we know what well i've talked about it before i'm going to in terms of why game pass exists right and yeah. the most important thing to uh to, to to microsoft um is for them to partake in an industry where they see growth because there are other segments of their business as far as i understand are having minimal growth uh it's consistent for their shareholders so they know what's happening and that's partly why they're buying activision I, I yeah. feel is because like what you're saying, it's like the Xbox division has been stop, start, stop, start, right? For the last 25 years. And their yeah. contribution to the industry has been incredibly up and down, um, you know, and and for them, what they have, and like any company in any industry, if you've got an acute level of power, influence and resource, you're never down and out. So I understand where Mr. Stubbs is coming from in terms of look, Xbox or not, it's not Xbox, it's Microsoft want to try to dominate, 
in any yeah. industry that they that they dip their fingers into, right? Or any pies that they create into. But the gaming industry, like you said, it is is like no other, right? Because creativity is one of the key components to it. You can't manufacture creativity. You cannot manufacture luminaries. Um, and you cannot create visionaries. Everybody says to me, oh, you know, Xbox has a vision. Well, I think that vision has turned into desire because fundamentally, people don't understand the meaning of words. What a yeah. vision is, a vision is all inclusive, everyone. Yeah, it's not about, but when you start buying companies and making content exclusive, um, and, and Xbox is specific, I'm not saying other companies don't do it, but then that causes division and that causes conflict and it's no longer a vision. Because yeah. if, if Xbox were really serious about creating a utopia for gamers and gaming, and that doesn't just mean consumers, but developers as well, they'd have bought these companies and they couldn't care less whether the game was on PlayStation or on their own hardware or in their own ecosystem or in the cloud or on someone yeah. else's cloud, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there, there is a desire to, to have that business model that they want, that the vision, but the vision has fundamentally become a desire because of the pressure that's coming from shareholders saying, listen, you know, you're investing a lot of money in there, but where's the consistency and where's the predictability in, in, in the overall company that we're investing in, which is Microsoft and Activision, whether you like Bobby Kocek or not, one thing he has managed to do is for decades now is be able to turn around to his shareholders and say, you know what? These are the revenue targets. These are the profit marks. This is the share 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 price incremental return or whatever, etc. Um, I don't get the I haven't got the correct language for it or vocab for it, and and that's one of the main reasons why why they're going after Activision is the predictability and that predictability is something that they need to dovetail into the whole Xbox division, whether it's a separate entity or not, right? I mean, you're gonna see the press, right? It's probably gonna be Xbox, Bethesda and, and Activision, right, going forward. But as I said, yeah. power, influence and resource uh, wins out. And, but people look at investment, oh, it's a five year, 10 year deal. No, 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 when, when you're investing three to $5 million, that, that's seed capital for a five year business plan. When you're spending $70 billion, Believe me, you know, it's a 20, 25 year plan that they're, that they're looking at in terms of that yeah. kind of spend. Yeah. You know, I think it was funny that you brought up Game Pass. It's like before in the Xbox 360 generation, there never would have been Game Pass. You know, in the early Xbox One generation at the very start. Um, and when I say the very start, I actually mean probably the first six months because after that it went downhill extremely fast. There never would have been Game Pass. Um, to use a movie illusion, it's kind of like this. Phil Spencer is crawling up the steps. You know, he's busted up. His blood is coming out of his mouth. And the Microsoft CEO is there with that marker from the John Wick movies in his hand. He's like, I can save you, Phil, but, um, you know, it's going to cost you. And that marker was Game Pass. That's the only way Microsoft didn't, you know, kill Xbox on the spot because of how they were doing at the beginning of the Xbox One generation. And some people are like, oh, Game Pass is great, and I myself am happy because they flesh it out. But people have to understand that Xbox Game Pass is Phil Spencer's marker. That's the only reason that Xbox is alive and that Phil Spencer wasn't thrown to the curb. That's it. Yep. And, you know, uh, my my take on why Game Pass exists, I think that if you look at all, of, uh, all the other pillars that make up the Microsoft uh, company, and again, I'm not an expert, so please forgive me if I've got some of this wrong. But majority of those are subscription based. And I think yeah. when, when they wanted to keep Xbox going, I think Satya Nadala who, or the board said, look, 
we need predictability. So if you want to retain, um, you know, Xbox division, you're going to have to dovetail in one of the key drivers that um, that that drive. Sorry, one of the key components that drives all of the other divisions that we have, and that's subscription. So you're going to have to build in a subscription-based model into whatever your gaming. Uh, vision is and then we can move forward and I think that's how Game Pass came about predominantly because you've you know people have been saying you know they have 10 million 20 million 30 40 million subscribers and it's profitable and then someone contradicts it from Microsoft saying it's not profitable and we're in investment mode uh, the, the thing with Microsoft they can stay in investment mode and artificially inflate the um, uh, the economy of the industry to a point where it puts everybody else out of business they can do that and what people don't know and I've talked to Stubbs or something about this before is that they've created studios them and Google and they have artificially inflated the, the salaries that creatives and developers are paid in, especially in California, to the point is why that's partially driving up the cost of, um, of uh, game sale, uh, not game sale, but the price of individual gaming units up to $70. That is partially why, but it's not talked about because it's not in the public domain, if that, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of factors out there. And I, I saw a comment from Indie Gamer saying, you know, Xbox are you know, not trying to step on anybody. They're just trying to expand the industry. I, I agree, but I agree with that to a degree, but you have to take into, into effect that when Bill Gates was in charge, you know, and Microsoft were doing really well, and you only have to go back to the end of the 90s, right, when they were hauled over, but I don't know who, yeah. by the courts at that time, right? Uh, Bill Gates's phone calls would be like, listen, you know what, I like your company. Uh, you're going to sell it to me for this price. Otherwise, I'll buy your competitor and put you out of business. And he, they obviously, were there were... Microsoft were absolutely ruthless, and, they were. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, nothing, and nothing in their DNA has changed. Yeah, It doesn't matter what you read in the public, no matter what you read, it, whether it's Sony, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Nintendo or any other company, if you can put your competitor out, your, your competitor out of business, even if you have an inferior product, they will take the opportunity. And that's why they're in business fundamentally. And if you believe otherwise, because there is no such thing as a benevolent corporation. If there is one, then please show me. Yeah, I know, right? And I think a lot of people are like, well, Microsoft is evil. And I'm like, yes, but by the same metric, Sony is evil too. Yeah. Now, Google is evil. I, I can mean, tell you now. I can tell you a story now. Um, when Sony came to England, um, I think it was Sony. Yeah, it was Sony. Sony's distributor was Selfridges, I believe, yeah, back in the late 70s, uh, early 70s, uh, somewhere around that time, 60s or 70s. And uh, at that time, you know that bricks and mortar were really popular. So what Sony did in order to get their TVs and their um, their Walkmans and everything, they uh, used to do distribution deals with uh, major retail outlets to cut, in order to cut out distribution. They used with major retail outlets and sell to them direct, especially in the Asian markets and Saudi Arabia and uh, Philippines and Singapore and soon as you know the brands were established within those territories you know, alongside Hitachi Gold Star and all those other guys right Toshiba and all those Sanyo etc what they started to do when their brand became really popular they'd cut those distribution deals down right they'd cut their ties with those retailers and open up their own chain stores and it was completely ruthless and overnight all those companies that had distribution agreements that had set up you know you know, their stores to predominantly promote Sony, you know, had no other brand to turn to. But if you want to talk about ruthlessness, yeah, Sony have been known to do that. But that's just the nature of business, right? The art of war, yeah. as they say, right? So, so And you uh, know what? It, it's funny you bring that up because a lot of people are like, well, Microsoft did this. And now we're hearing about um, Sony doing that. And if you if you think about all these corporations as being like this, yes. you know, cutthroat, 
you know, just just from how effective Jim Ryan has been in his job, you're like, you know what? Phil Spencer should have been doing all the stuff that Jim Ryan was doing, but he hasn't been. No, no, and if and I was saying to Stubson, if you look at Sony, if you you know you talk about uh, ruthlessness, look at the amount of executives that have changed hands over the last decade, and compare that to the change at micro changes at Microsoft. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there's something to be gleaned from that, right? With with further investigation, right? But the the approach is very different. Yeah, I agree. I think Rita, you said something, <clears throat> something really important that I think many, Bloody many hell. people haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 really. You were saying like uh, Microsoft wouldn't have bought Activision even if it, if it was not a safe company, like a safe bet. Predictability for their shareholders. Yeah. 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 Because. <clears throat> Like like the moment when 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 this uh, activism deal was announced, it was like I, I I was like thinking like the last last activism game that I was probably playing was MechWarrior Mario Two, like in the nineties. I was like thinking like this this company is not going to do anything for me, and I was like thinking like why why people care so much about this deal it's like um, it's 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 not a company that makes games that have vision like you mm. were saying they they are just product for the masses mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean i think activision i think the the, the key point here that is Activision. I remember Activision at a point where they need and THQ, which well they, they nearly went out of business several times. Activision nearly went out of business. And they hit and this is why I say is that Sony knew back in 2018 during a shareholder meeting they had a presentation where 50% of their revenues or profits or something like that, including microtransactions, were was coming from 10 different games. And 10 all those 10 games were third-party games. That's how reliant they were on the on third party. This is 2018. So they always knew that this was going to be a risk. And all Jim Ryan is doing, and this is why I this is why I said a, a year ago, I said, look, sorry, when the deal was first announced, I, I said, look, pa- the acute level of power, influence and resource always wins out. OK, and I know lots of things happen. I don't go on the podcast to discuss it, but nothing's really changed in my mind. Right. And the thing is, is that you just and what Indie Gamer is saying, I think he's prelu- um, alluding to something today and, and previously is that you just never know who's going to come up with the next big franchise or the next big game. You've got to hedge your bets. And in, in the last two decades, it's, it's fallen in, in, in the hands of Take-Two, would you say, with Grand Theft Auto and, and Red Dead and, and fallen in, in the hands of, um, of Activision, right, in terms of uh, Call of Duty. I don't play Call of Duty and, and I forgot what the other game is. Uh, was, it, was it Guitar Hero? That was really big for a while. And, but other than that, right, can you really put your hand on uh, immediately you know come up with the top of your mind you know other games that you've that you've really fell in love with from either of those companies it's difficult very yeah difficult. yeah yeah can 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 you be say, say what is the last activision game you played like it, it must be a why the diablo beta <laughs> the diablo beta then before that it was something like call of duty on the ps4 it was a world war ii game 
I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, that was the last yeah, one before that. Yeah, yeah. The, I, yeah I played to the, that I played... must be like more than ten years yes, ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like, uh, I, I, how how about you, Sentinel? Do you play Activision games? Yeah, I. You know, I used to play them a lot more than I do now. I I actually pre-ordered modern the new Modern Warfare two, but I was. You know the the campaign was kind of um, a letdown. Yeah, t from a technical standpoint, it's amazing, but from a fun factor, it's just not fun. And the um, the multiplayer was all over the place. It was completely broken at launch. There was no separation of different uh, classes of gamers. And when I say that, I mean like, <clears throat> excuse me. For Modern Warfare 2019, they had the hardcore mode. They had the regular mode that was completely not present in the Modern Warfare 2. So you would have people completely just running through people. They'd be they'd be doing like 39 and 2, um, you know, win-loss or kill, kill death. And one round, 39 and 2, you'd have some others like 29 and 3. And then you'd have some people, 37 deaths, 3 kills. So there was no separation at all. And it was a complete mess. And after about a week, I said, you know what, I'm just, I'm not going to continue to play this, number one. And number two, I'm probably just not ever coming back to it. And I haven't. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, now, now, now I, now, now since uh, we said, like, uh, <laughs> Diablo, Diablo belonged to them. So, yeah. So there, there is something in that company, but yeah, I don't only, know. Only the beta, though. I didn't buy the game. I'm waiting for it to come yeah. down to us if it ever does. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to I want to throw out there though that the best games that Activision owns the licenses for, they're not developing right now. There are so many. There are so many IPs like Prototype, um, Singularity. I mean, Jesus, I had I actually had a list. I'd have to look for it, but there was a list of like 15 or 20 IPs that Activision owns that it, they are not making games for. All they make games for is like Call of Duty, Diablo, Overwatch, and like one or two others. Predictability, you see? Yeah, I know. It's and, and it's a difficult situation to be in, right? Because now that they've reached such heady heights, right? I mean, to build yeah. a company that's worth $70 billion is no, not an easy thing to do. And... Um, and you you know the the difference between the difference between Bobby and uh, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer, I've said this a few times, is that his biggest his biggest asset and his biggest weakness is the same thing, and that's trust. And yeah. where but where Bobby Kotek, uh, along with many other people, um, are completely ruthless. And um, and I don't mean to use ruthlessness as a derogatory term. Sometimes it's it's absolutely necessary to be have the vision and have clarity which sometimes can be construed as ruthlessness when actually when you're in business especially in the gaming industry you need to be creatively ruthless in order to get to the goal that you're trying to achieve with the minimal damage to other people as possible because yeah. because it's it's an unfortunate it's, as human beings that's what we are right because as, as human things we we seem to be defi defining progress um, in terms of 
how much more we can move ahead of of a or, or, or uh, of a competitor or being able to step on somebody else in order to reach a goal that's that's not for me how you should be defining pro progress or you, you know it it should be that that just shows a lack of humanity right in most cases human progress should be measured not in terms of moving just an industry forward right uh, regardless of the cost but it's like the respect you place on perhaps another life perhaps someone you don't even know right um and and until we get to that point right it's it's it's, it's going to remain on balance and you're going to have conflict you're going to have divisiveness when I mean, fundamentally we're all all the same ah that's well said well said it's it's definitely <clears throat> like if you have a healthy industry like people but that's, will... if you, that's if but that's if you eat fried lotus yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely no uh, like uh, so, definitely there needs to be like um, respect between the companies and that they 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 really can like say like if if another does something well that they can really congratulate each yeah. another yeah and uh, yeah I, i'm totally with you and um i, I was saying to stuff this is a bit un are you there, VJ? What's going on? VJ? Hello? Anyone there? Yeah, VJ dropped. It's VJ, it's dropped. Yeah, I think he dropped off. Yeah, he dropped off. You know, I, I know that PlayStation presents a... Off the top, off the top of my head, like a, a billion dollar increase, right? In, in, VJ, in, uh... VJ. We've just yep. been, we just we all we heard was I've been saying to Mr. Stubbs and then you cut off and he just came back. Oh. We can hear you now. We can. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, no, please continue because um, I lost my train of thought now, but I was talking about Game Pass. <laughs> I was talking about, did, did you catch the bit about Starfield increase? No. Uh, no. Oh, so no. Uh, I, I was just oh, saying. Oh, God, he was cutting the promo then. We missed it. Damn. No, <laughs> no, no, it's, um, it's just something Sentinel said, right? It was to do with, you know, um, Phil, Phil Spencer and the, the, kind of the stress he's under because they've not been hitting the milestones or the beats that that they anticipate to do. And that's been obviously to do with the delay of some of their big they games. They like that and, word, Microsoft. They keep using it, the beats, when they speak. They say it all the time, the beats. Yeah. Oh, the, the, thing, the funny beat for me was yeah. that uh, Starfield, you know, coming out and then this $2 a proposed or I don't know if it's confirmed or not increase in, in, in Game Pass subscription fees is to me, to my mind goes to, oh, that's a billion dollars extra a year in terms of revenue. And if you divide that by the current cost of a full price game, that's about 12 to 15 million units of Starfield there that they would have anticipated to say if the game had just still been a third party regular game from Zenimax rather than being in Game Pass. So there's your 15 million unit sales that the game would have um, sold. But hey, you know what, because it's not multi format because it probably won't sell as many units because it's in a subscription based model system uh we're just going to increase the cost of game pass and we'll recoup our uh retail um you know the retail um economics in that way if that makes sense right i hope you all managed to follow me there because i struggled to do that myself but um, <laughs> you kind of get the and for me 
Starfield released a year ago, you would have seen the increase then, right? Because it makes up for the units that they would have sold at retail instead to passing it on to the consumer in Game Pass. And imagine if Activision would, was wrapped up a year ago. Imagine if Starfield was released a year ago. We'd be having a very different conversation this time. We'd be talking about Game Pass going from 18 to 20 bucks, perhaps. Yeah, ah, that's you know, true. I just, uh, <clears throat> it's like, you know, it's, it's like I don't even, as being a primarily an Xbox gamer with a lot of these IPs that Activision has, I wouldn't even mind, to be honest, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't even mind if they were multi-platform. I wouldn't care. I just want to see a lot of these IPs come back and have a triple A budget behind them because I think under Bobby Kotick's leadership, Activision Blizzard is just very, um, it's very limited with how with how potentially phenomenal they can be because all he has them doing is turning out call of duty all the time and it's ridiculous and like i said even if most of these ips went to playstation as well i wouldn't care because at the end of the day i'm a gamer and i want to see these games come back for as many people as possible so they can buy these games so they can be successful and and that's that's one positive that i think that well, I don't know if that's in Microsoft's plan, but if Xbox would purchase that and, like you say, relight the flame under some of those intellectual properties that you, that you're speaking of, then, yeah. then I, 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 I can't disagree with you I'll at give, all. I'll give you my opinion. If Xbox overtakes them, nothing's <laughs> going to change because they, yeah. they will want Call of Duty to keep making as much profit and revenue as possible. Because that's why they're purchasing it. Because it's a highly profitable company, and this uh, and I, I and think that could turn Microsoft from a two trillion dollar company to probably a two point five or a three. Because it makes it makes stupid amounts of money. It does. I think I think the biggest motivator for them was the mobile side of Activision Blizzard. It was as well. Yeah, you're all right. It's a good market to get into. But the problem is, it's hard for them to get in because there was always this talk about. Um, they're wanting to create their own uh, store on the App Store, yeah. on Google and Apple. And people were writing articles about the EU investigating duopolies. But it's all gone quiet since then, and it looks like nothing's been investigated. Because it's like, it's like, like Microsoft has got deals. It's like Microsoft's got a deal with, people don't realise, Microsoft actually got a deal with Tencent in China. Because, I, I it, more because if you want to make an app in China uh, and release it in China, you have to have ten cents approval. Uh, yeah, because because how their mobile phones work. Uh, but this is what I've done on research. Even if you have an Apple phone or an Android phone, there's a ten cent app, and everyone uses this ten cent app. And when you press it, it's basically like another operating system running over top of the phone. And here it would be illegal, but in China, yeah, but you, if, if you don't agree, just, they'll yeah. ban your phone. You know, that, yeah, that's just so yeah. just so you know that yeah. Tencent, uh, Alibaba, all of these major companies now um, are state-controlled, heavily state-controlled. Oh, I know. Yeah, the uh, president of uh, Tencent's um, uh, Chinese minister. That yeah. tells you all you need to know. Leadership has changed, and uh, a lot of this stuff is. Uh, we won't go into that. I think we should talk about Microsoft's other important uh, relationship with Team Cherry, which brings us on to indie games. Masuko? 
I, I definitely want to talk about indie games because that's 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 more close to my heart. And uh, <clears throat> like <laughs> I, I I missed a lot of the shows, so uh, I I have just checked uh, the one that Indie Gamer had about the PlayStation show, and I also watched Subs uh, your your <clears throat> cover on the show. So I I know what happened on those ones, and uh, what else I have I missed. There must have been many, many, many indie games released, or at least announced in this time. It's been, it's been a, a good question I've got for you. Have you played? Have you played um, Planet of Lana? No, no, that's, that's, hey, I, I, I have completed just, it. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the news. Ah, I nice. have completed it. That's nice. <laughs> it's a great game. Am I allowed yeah. to play your video in the in the background? Are you gonna strike? Nice. You gonna strike me? Can I play it? <laughs> India has all the power I, now. I better move. I was gonna say it's my favorite. It's on screen. Do Do you play many indie games, uh, Sentinel? It depends. Um, I you know I played Planet of Lana. I thought it was. Um, it was very interesting how you don't really fight the robots. You have to outthink them throughout the entire game. And I'm not going to go, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. I'll spoil um, it. Go on. I, you know, I, um, it was just, it was a great dynamic between the girl and the cat and how you don't necessarily use combat. You use basically your problem solving abilities to get around obstacles and to get past enemies and stuff like that. I think indie games like that are cool. I also think there are indie games like Hotline Miami, of course, um, that are, you know, they're fun as well. It's, for an indie game to really be successful, it kind of has to have its own particular focus and its own, like it's basically trying to do something that you might have seen before, but not how they're trying to portray it. That's what makes an indie game successful, I think. And if a game is like that, and it's fun, because it has to be fun, um, like there was an indie game called Hue, H-U-E, that I bought where you have a color wheel and as you go through the game you pick up different colors and these different colors actually help you access uh, different parts of the level. It's a platformer. But I bought it on both PlayStation and Xbox. It's such a great game. My kids played it. They loved it. There's also Thomas Was Alone. Um, that's a game that you play like with different shapes. They help you to navigate to different parts of the level. And you know, I've bought a number of indie games throughout the years i'm not the biggest um yes i'm not the i'm not the person that's going to be buying every indie game that's out there i am kind of selective but i'm like that with bigger games anyway as well um you know like a triple a game comes out and if i'm not feeling it i'm just not going to pick it up i'm probably i probably won't even play it doesn't matter how big it is like callisto protocol i just wasn't feeling it i didn't pick it up but if there is a game out there big big small doesn't matter even indie games that are smaller you know, four or five, six people worked on it. It doesn't matter. If I like the premise, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to play it. So that's how I am about uh, indie games. Can I, can I just... Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Carlos. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say that Sentinel, you just mentioned Thomas was alone and that, that game is like brilliant. It's an absolutely brilliant game. There, there is like very few games that manage 
to make like a <clears throat> narrative through gameplay or like reinforce the narrative through gameplay. It, yeah. It's like a very very simple game, but how 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 they created everything and how how synergetic everything is, music, the puzzles, and the characters, the na- narration, everything just uh, locks into place. It's yeah. such a such a good game. So <laughs> I I I think you can de- definitely say that you you do play indie games and not just play indie games but play good indie games yeah there's there's also um another indie game it started out on xbox in early access i guess it's called the long dark it takes place in canada it was put Mm. together by hinterland studios i don't know if any of you've heard of it it was on game pass for a while it's on playstation as well i own it on both systems but the long Mm. dark is a survival game but it's not Based on zombies, it's basically you're trying to survive in the Canadian wilderness when there's a huge snowstorm going on and you have to survive against wolves and a whole bunch of stuff. It's Again, it's a great indie game, and it's one of the most interesting survival games I've played. It doesn't have a big budget, but it does have a lot of um, replay value to it. Yeah, that, that reminded me, like, indie had the... That the car car survival game, like that 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 that, that is interesting me definitely. Is that, is that the Pacific that, Drive game? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The the one that you are now playing, or Pacific it's coming Drive. later, maybe. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. ahead of you probably. I'm yeah, video. yeah, yeah. That 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 one looks super interesting to me. If if they. Yeah, if they nail the atmosphere of yeah. that game, I, I'm I'm sure that it's going to be so good. Your picks got um, approval from the Indie wow. Gamer Sentinel. I see. They appreciate chat. that. You got approval. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. Well, thanks for popping in, Indie Pixel. I appreciate it. Yeah. So. Yeah, in Indie had a great list here. Like now we are seeing this Neva game, and uh, this this one is from that um, Spanish studio, if I remember right. They, they made. I'll probably say it wrong. Gris. 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 Yeah. Gris. Yeah. I I I think it means like gray in Spanish. Looks good. There's also this Sword of the Sea. I, I'm a, I'm ahead of you lot. On the stream, (laughs) you are going fast. (laughs) Yeah, this 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 game looks really good. I played the Pathless this year. It was really good game. You know, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, I was just about to say, like the Pathless is very interesting game because, um, you know, that that game feels for me like a Dark Souls game without the difficult combat because it has this uh um the kind of dark and um not not necessarily sinister but like um feeling feeling of sadness of this kind of world that is uh covered in darkness and you are trying to light everything back back to the normal state 
So I, I, I think that um, that game is uh, really, really for me <laughs> because I, I, I'm not really good at the Souls games and I, I struggle with them. But I, I really like the world that they have and um, you know the subtle ways how they still tell the stories. And Pathless really has similar similar idea of the world building. So yeah, definitely can re recommend that game, and uh, we'll be checking out the new game as well when it drops. I think one of my most anticipated games is actually an indie game. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, which one? It's called Little Kitty Big City. <laughs> I don't think I know that. You play as a little black cat that explores the city. Very interesting. Oh, okay. It's like Stray, isn't it? Yeah, except this when you play as a black cat and you're okay. not in a post you're not in a post apocalyptic area. So yeah. there are still people around and there's other animals and stuff. So it's cool. It looks fun. And I I like cats anyway. So the cat in the game actually looks like one of the cats I have. It's funny. <laughs> it was on the game pass sizzle reel. I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah. Alright, it's also another but... game coming out called um uh, I was watching a podcast on Sunday and oh, Good Morning Xbox and it was recommended. It's coming out soon. Bra Bramble? Indie? Ah, yeah, Bramble. yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to yeah. be on Game Pass, yeah, isn't it? And she compared yeah. it to like, it said if you like Inside a Limbo, it's kind of like that. But I don't know if it is. It looks it looks good. It looks like it's yeah. your two brothers as you go through the game. It does look good. Yeah. It's it's based on Scandinavian like laws, so it, it it's going to have like um, you know, from, uh, the northern northern dark dark lore in it. It looks good. I might if it's, it's on yeah. Game Pass, I might as well play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I will also try it out. I I, I haven't seen that many trailers of it. Just uh, I I actually just saw that very short trailer like quite quite long time ago about that one yeah and, and he says bramble the mount the mountain king yeah it's already out on pc it's coming to game pass soon it looks great like mm. he just said yeah oh we got luke here also luke Steele. awesome <laughs> yep sandals not joining <laughs> this time <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I I even put a tweet out. Uh, there was one one game that I'm really really hyped and really waiting. It's the Revenant Hill game. So that's that's by the makers of um, Night in the Woods developer. And um, ha have you guys played that? game night no. in the woods no i haven't no i don't think so you won't you won't be surprised though i haven't heard fair how yeah, many see what number are you on this year sorry you, you compete a lot of games what what number are you on at the moment ah uh, this this year not that many maybe maybe only like 14 games 
14. I, I would have slowed down a bit yeah. this year. It's still, yeah, yeah. It's still double or treble what I can beat. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have taken it uh, more slowly this year. It was something like yeah, this... 40 odd by this time last year, was it? Or so you, you, got, you got a serious amount of games done. You did yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I played a lot. Tons of games. But yeah, this. Um, uh, this um, night in, in in the woods is like um, if if I would describe it like um, it's a tale of uh, of this kind of animal characters that are like of course portraying like humans but uh, the, it's a story about like this kind of slowly dying town. That, uh, most of the jobs have disappeared, and uh, and uh, all the side effects that have happened because of that. So it's very, very uh, down down to earth game. But it's like uh, for me, it, it it's like it, it's like so night in so. The woods? No. Yeah, yeah, n- night in the woods. Really? Yeah, exactly that is one. It, is it an yeah. old game? Yeah, it's a. Uh, 2017, I think. Nice. You're showing up. I'll just play the trailer. Yeah. It's showing up five years ago. It is. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So, so it's really there. There is this kind of mysterious element behind everything. Cat too. Yeah, yeah. Cat also. <laughs> and uh, this, this, this one was uh, one of the rare games that I really, really wanted to like talk with all the characters. And uh, it's not just like talking with the characters because, you know, like some some games you you have a hook, like you want to get one from point A to point B and and you are like, like, like you know, on a mission. But in this game, I, I really because it, it's divided on days, and you you can you can really every day things change. The town people are doing whatever they are doing, and uh, I, I really wanted to know what is happening on on every of the days. And uh, it's like this 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 world that they have is like. Um, so much like uh, like uh, real world that uh, or may, may, maybe it's just for me because um, where where I was uh, born it, it was a small town so uh, like a little bit like in this game like <laughs> slowly slowly dying away and uh, most of the companies have left and so on so people are left to live uh, maybe a slower life and uh, and uh, there is the young people of course who are left left in this kind of world that you know every, every young young people wants to go forward but when they are living in this kind of place they feel like that there's uh, nothing nothing happening and uh, nothing to do 
or that they cannot do anything that there is this kind of hopelessness and I, I, I think that this game really portrays this kind of environment very well and uh, I, I was even like uh, choking like <clears throat> that I, I, I don't understand anything about poetry but in, in this game there is like uh, poetry by one of the characters that you walk in the town and uh, you can talk with this person and uh, she, she can give some poetry every day, m multiple ones. And it's like uh, very, very interestingly, interestingly uh, linked to the main story that is like, uh, uh, like, like uh, comes, comes at the, almost at the end of the game that this all, everything of this poetry makes sense at the end. And it, it, it's that kind of things that you can totally miss out if you don't like want, really want to delve deep in the game. So de definitely this game was great, really awesome game. And I, I really want to see what they are going to do with the Revenant Hill game. And uh, yeah, what else? There was actually one. It looks good. One, one. It does. Yeah, yeah. I just, just wanted to say one, one thing that there was actually one sad thing about this game. Uh, the developer, uh, one of the developers that was making this one. So there, there was some uh, nasty. Like uh, accusations made about him, and uh, this this uh, person took his life away. So it's uh, really really sad to know that like a game that is telling about the hardship of this kind of normal people and uh, like people who have uh, experienced it themselves that. Uh, in the end, it, it really comes to bite you also in the end, no matter how, how successful you ended up with the game. Yeah, it's terrible. Huh? Mm. I, I, I'm not really a big fan of this kind of online, online lynching mentality. Yeah, they kind of, on, yeah, they, they, they kind of pile on you know with some of these they get really like really really aggressive so a lot of people go too far but i think mm -hmm. i don't know they, they just don't understand that there's a human behind account and do you know what i mean it's it's just a bloody game what's you know what's it matter you know mm -hmm. I think, yeah i think i think a lot of people online um expect the future of gaming to be identical to gaming's past oh, i didn't i didn't know that that though sent um well, cause, cause... sorry 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 that st that story you just told it i i uh, i didn't hear anything about that that's terrible that is yeah it, it's like um yeah it's uh I was like, uh, when when I finished the game, I was uh, like uh, checking out like how is everything going with the development team, like what what are they doing now next, and then then read about these uh, controversies and uh, 
And this person, of course, he, he was having depression beforehand, but but what break the camel's neck was uh, this kind of online online accusations. It's terrible. Right, it's... Mm. Sorry, Sentinel. What were you saying? Sorry. It's just people get bent out of shape because they want gaming in the future to be like it was in the past, and that's why some people you know they get very tribalistic i guess they want they're like my console is my and my games and my exclusives and they're ready to fight other people and they get more agitated because gaming's departing from that and i think they need to they need to take a step back and see that it's not just gaming but it's the world that's influencing gaming that's changing and what we knew in the past isn't necessarily going to be how gaming is in the future. And I think if they do that and they, they really start to process what's going on, you're going to see some of these people able to be more civil to each other. The thing, Sentinel, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that, right? Um, not that you're incorrect, you're just spot on uh, in terms of your observation, but the fundamental, if you get to right to the root of it, is that human beings have no control. You see? Yeah. And when you have fundamentally no control over events, that means there's no order and in your mind there's no peace. Right? And people fundamentally look for peace. And and you're right, people live in the past, um, that they, uh, they look to the future and they suffer in the present. But the way you should look at it is you should look to the past, know that you're gonna suffer in the future and live in the present. And yeah. people get it completely back to front. And the way that people, and I had a debate about this removable on, on this show a couple yeah, of weeks actually, back. Yeah, they could um, come to an agreement, said, could you? Whether whether you're angry, you're frustrated, you take it out on other people, um, and let's just, for, for argument's sake, call it violence. And violence is always a reflection of your intelligence, no matter whether it's physical or verbal. And, and until people want to look at that and look at themselves, Unfortunately, human beings will always be a blight on this pan on this plane of existence. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if it's true, but I, the thing is, because even what I say, you know, I, I struggle with because, uh, you know, someone, a wise man once said that all facts, beliefs, uh, belief systems, uh, cultural, cultural understanding, all of that, or even facts, all lie in the shadow of ignorance. And um, and it's true, and um, and it's just a, a society. The way you see it is ultimately a reflection of yourself. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, let's get back to indie games because I want to talk about silk. So next, next, I guess we have to hear Stubbs and the Beaches' favorites for this season of gaming oh, <laughs> all the okay. all the great shows going on let's have a look hang on I've got, I've got, I've got it in notes right let's have a look I've come on Stubbs we know you've got it tattooed on your handmade underwear that you order from Selfridges there was some good I'm just trying <laughs> to think there was I'm going to put I'm going to put Silk Song on because PJ mentioned it Um, but there was some good games there was a the game called Under the Waves that looked good. Yeah, that, Summer, that looked really good. Mm. That looked good. Summer Hill. 
That looked good. Mm. Uh, ne uh, Neva, which we did mm. see in the Indies video. Sword yeah. of the Sea, which looked good. The one I didn't I didn't know about though, I didn't re I didn't see it until Indies video was Harold Halibut. That looked very very interesting. That did. Mm. That one did. Uh, Still wakes to deep looked good as well. Um, Hellskate, which I want definitely want to play that. I do. Yeah, that that seemed like a very very action or like energetic game. It did. It did, it did look good. But but so it's really, it's... yeah, actually, it's true. They were off his video. Actually, they were that play... exact list I posted in his comment section. Actually. I wanted to play that indie game. What was it called? Stubbs chases women of doubtful moral rectitude. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry. Please continue. It's just my just my thoughts um, overtook me there for a moment. I apologise. There were some other games. I don't remember which showcase. What's that? What's that on for? Hang on. Adverts. Uh, interview there. Um, also. High Water, Fretless, Paper Trail, Station to Station, Stray Gods, and Cookie Cutter. I think that was from the Future Game Show. Oh, cool. Ah, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen those yet. No, no. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have a lot of shows that I still have to watch. How about Vice? Um, did, did you watch all of these shows? I, I, I tell you what it is. Um, I think the game that I put the most hours in this year was probably MechWarrior Five, completely by chance. Mm, um, yeah. And when I when I watch these shows, I try not to look at them anymore because I've always had a try. I've always had an issue with with myself uh, is in like looking at games. Oh, this is an indie game. This is a triple A AAA game. Blah blah blah. What? I think I said it on on um, indie show that. I'm coming closer to what it should be is that, you know, games that are made by very few people uh, are typically games, has the best way to put it, are more of a personal story, uh, a personal vision and a mm. personal role and where larger games, regardless of how big the budget, is a more of a collective passion. And, mm. and, if you, and as long as everybody's bought in, doesn't matter the number of people or the budget, you should come out with something that um, that we welcomed by 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 a, a one gamer or many gamers. Uh, you know that that's that's the way I, I tried it. I, I don't want to. I just think that it's something um, uh, division. You know, not in in society and cultures. And and uh, when he mentioned um, what was it? I forgot what it was called now. Um, tribalism. And I was, you know, my mind jumped to like nationalism being tribalism, and it has been that for decades, right? So anyway, we won't go we won't go down that route, but. There, there are some games uh, that I look forward to, but it's like every game that I saw during the show, I'd only just started um, playing Zelda prior to all the shows going in, because Zelda came out in May 12th, and then all these events started occurring in June. So I was kind of playing MechWarrior 5 and Zelda, switching between the two. I finished off MechWarrior and carried on playing Zelda. And everything that I saw in the indie games, and even in the AAA games, and all the games that announced, and I saw all the elements that I liked in many of those games, and 
Um, and I, this is look, I haven't played my Switch for many years, right? But when I went back and played uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I realized that everything that I liked in some of those individual games is that it, all of the the essence of all of those games is very subtly and and in some cases very uh, obviously and well you can call it ironically if you want uh, is dovetailed and, and is ever present within Tears of the Kingdom and I know that's a really big statement to make but now like nearly I think I well I think I'm over a hundred hours in now well over a hundred hours uh, we've done over a hundred shrines now so so um yeah I, i've been playing zelda and it, and uh, i you know i know we talk about judgment and other games that we're looking forward to it's just that i'm just so enamored with the tears of the kingdom anything else to me whether it's coming out now or coming out later on and i'm sure there's some fantastic games um just yeah just tears of the kingdom just has everything that you could that you could possibly want from a, from a, a really really good video game and remember it's made on hardware which is probably you know released in 2017 and but was probably you know based on on technology that was probably even three or four years older than that would i be right in saying that so you know technology that's almost 10 years old so it's not as if it's like a super power console or anything luke's got your back in the chat yeah it's definitely a wonderful mm -hmm. game he says yeah so i don't know i don't know where luke, luke is at but luke i'm i'm a i'm about 100 shrines um and i'm probably about i reckon i'm about three fifths maybe even four fifths through the game now including the sub stories and missions and story and everything but the way the game is composed i think would be it's like a, you know imagine you know um who's that guy the conductor you know the conductor in a band and you have all the different facets to the actual um, You're way ahead of luke he says you're way beyond oh, me. Yeah, but um, the way... No spoilers now. Sorry, sir. I, I won't do that to you. I promise. I'll just DM you blatantly. But, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know like, the way the conductor has to, you know, deal with all the different facets of a band, you know, the, the string section and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just... It's just composed so well. Every facet, everything that we talk about in video games, the, the story, the side missions, uh, the narrative and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I thought Final Fantasy 16 was going to be something fantastic, you know, especially when it spans over Clive's uh, lifespan over two or three decades. But this game uh, spans over centuries and, you know, and, 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 and the sacrifices that are made at one point in time are made, you know, for people in the future and the people in the present have to, you know, take on, take on that narrative, which is already set for them in order to honor what, what a, a sacrifice that was made potentially you know a century ago so it's just it's very deep in that sense and it has lots of universal truths in it besides just being a wonderful wonderful game with fantastic mechanics and um and you can see that when, when i look at the the six-year dev cycle and people complaining oh this game should have taken blah 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 you know you can actually start to appreciate that six years was probably a phenomenal time period in terms of how quickly they produced what they have in terms of, in my eyes at least, a masterpiece that I'm enjoying enjoying right now. So in some regards, Misuko, I, I did enjoy what I saw and I appreciate and respect it. But at the same time, you know, we always say that it's not as if uh, we're not as gamers. Uh, I think something Sentinel mentioned earlier, we're not as if we're gamers that aren't already feasting at the banquet of adequacy, if that makes sense, right? So we're already there. So this just this just all supplements everything that we're enjoying right now. Uh, other than the yeah, fact, yeah. Other than the fact that we have to use our hands, right? <laughs> so, 
Yeah. yeah. I, just, uh, I just love that to future reference, you know, from uh, back <laughs> to future. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the uh, Elijah, yeah. and the educated me on the fact that that was Elijah Wood, which I, I had no idea. But there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. one of the kids yeah. um, that told him that was Elijah Wood. I don't remember if that was the kid that said it or he was the other kid standing there. But I know one of them was Elijah Wood. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically, you have to get over settled up before you can uh, <laughs> arrange your feelings about next game. I, I look. I'm. I, I won't lie. I'm really looking forward to Silk Song. Um, yeah. I know that indie gamer knows the release date, but he won't share it because obviously we all know he's an ITK. Um, yeah. I'm kind of. <laughs> um, I think. I think if you talking about you know historical games and games in the future, I have to say, and I think I mentioned it to to Stubbs and Removal Sanity is uh, the fact that Mario RPG. I never got to play it the first time around, and now that it's being remade. Um, and it's coming out in a few months. Yeah, I think that that, alongside playing that in 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 parallel to um, the new uh, Kiryu San um, Saga in in Like a Dragon, because they're both out at the similar time. I think those two are the games that I'll be playing in parallel to each other, unless Silk Song drops. Uh, and prior to that, I had Starfield, Spider Man, and all the usual suspects on there, mm -hmm. but. When I saw those mm. two games, they just captured me in a way, captured my imagination. And that's what video games do, right? That's what entertainment does. It captures your imagination, right? Mm. Uh, and, mm. and it takes you back to being, you know, kind of almost innocent again, um, which none of us are, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so if you, uh, that's the, they're the two games that spring to mind immediately. And I don't want to like name loads of indie games because I, I, I'm not that, I'm not that interested in them at the moment because this is what's what's captured me and, and partially going back to what sentinel said some mentioned something in the beginning is because it's some of the stuff that i grew up with and um and it's um you, you know i know you said you said something about you know people want the industry to be like it was back then this is kind of my this is kind of like that's not what i want but it's like my it's my chance to uh, I, I get a second chance if that makes sense right to play some of the games i never got a chance to in the past yeah I oh, mean, we, we, yeah go ahead go ahead mr paul yeah, I was just uh, going to quickly ask, like, Vite, like, how, how, how do you feel about games? Like, is there any any of this kind of uh, game that really, like, uh, touches you in, in, in this kind of personal way? Like, you remember something from the past? Um, I would have to say, look, I was living in Asia at the time, and um, I think Street Fighter Zero... Um, it, you know, it was a big departure from the graphical style of the traditional Street Fighter games, like Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo, etc. When Street Fighter Zero came out, um, and I think also Final Fantasy 7, uh, which I played in Japanese twice over. I've told told the story on here before, you know, I used to like jot down the Japanese so I could make a golden chocobo because I had no bloody clue what to do, especially what herbs to feed them, and sending them off to my friend in Japan, and then... Um, yeah, and then because obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously because because kanji, I don't know if it's kanji, kanji and the Cantonese uh, symbols, you know, because if you don't know, people in Hong Kong and China can actually read Japanese because the the characters are very similar. And Masuka, you might know this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so you'd be, you, both, you'd be... both use their old old uh, Chinese yeah, characters. Yeah. 
Uh, people think there's a divide actually there's a massive similarity where both countries they can read each other's language which is which even though they can't speak the same language which is quite funny really but um oh, anyway just just, okay. just moving just moving on from that but yeah final fantasy 7 i think was was just something i'd never experienced before um and um and the other one i think that i know it's gonna be a strange one but the other one that caught me off guard and completely this is going back let's not talk about silk song and other the other one was mario galaxy on the nintendo wii which i thought was one of the best games i'd ever played and it still is so um so really poor choices i know sorry <laughs> no no it's just that so <clears throat> this uh, this uh, tears of the kingdom like what 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 would you say that is like the most important thing that makes it special? Because I I have seen the trailers and it and it looks like it's like a big uh, adventure and there's a lot of freedom to what you can do. But it it's like uh, for me the problem is like that this uh, the the main character feels so empty. In in which game? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I think I can't remember what game we were talking about. Kiryu-san, right? In terms of mm. learning about him and how the and the, how the character is built. Um, and Tears of the Kingdom does a far better job than Breath of the Wild in terms of building out the character and your mm. relationship with him. Mm, mm. Uh, and okay, okay. Oh, I, I, I think it's a far. I don't know what um, Luke Steele feels, but I think it's a far superior game to the original. Um, and that's not to dismiss the original because it won Game of the Year. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what Luke meant in the chat by saying hard. Agree with that? I think had he, to agree. I think he's on about the Galaxy game you mentioned. Oh, uh, I don't know if he means he agrees with it or doesn't agree with it. I don't know. But anyway, hopefully. He'll, he'll, oh, Galaxy is unbelievable. There you go. Yeah, Mario Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. It's a phenomenal yeah. game from Mario Galaxy and uh, collected all the stars. But look, we, we, it, it just depends because I'm of a different age to Sentinel and Sentinel, you know, he's probably a different age to you, Mr. Stubbs. And Misuka, you're obviously only 18. So um, you're barely allowed <laughs> to be given the nature of it so, so <laughs> we've all grown up at different times you know our, our parents and circumstances mm. and locations and the civilizations mm. that we've grown up with in the society and culture we've all we've all been you know as as sentinel said at the beginning right he 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 alluded to look where we live in different times when we've been commercialized and consumerized in, in by by corporations in very very different ways and we could afford different things and um I mean, I still remember one of my best experiences with video games was Night Law on the Spectrum. You know, I'd never played anything like it um, in my life. Uh, cassette hours tapes. Cassette tapes. So, yeah, cassette tapes. So, so, and then living in Asia, you know, I never knew that someone was going to say, hey, have you tried Final Fantasy VII? I said, Final Fantasy VII? I said, really? Okay, you know, I played the, some of the others, you know, on the, on, the, on, the, on the Super Nintendo and stuff, but... I wasn't enamored with I wasn't as enamored with the series as I was with Secret of Mana and then playing Final Fantasy 7, you know, a 3D game with the music um and and the characters and and even though I couldn't read Japanese or understand what was going on, the way that the game was designed 
and the way it was directed and 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 with the music that was going on and even with such a limited amount of polygons the 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 um, the, the animation just just like how could portrayed exactly what it was that the that the story was trying to convey which i couldn't bloody read um it just yeah it was just just phenomenal and um and the overworld music and and and, and uh some of the scenarios within the games that that played out you hadn't come you hadn't come across in a video game before um yeah. and obviously you know and then you know Obviously, you know, I was saying to Stubbs, if you, if you look at Metal Gear Solid, if you look at Resident Evil, if you look at Final Fantasy VII, they're made by three very different companies. But if you look at the, the way that the games are directed, the camera angles that, that they use, uh, they were very different games, but it played to the power of the PlayStation at the time. And, you know, the games in some aspects are very different, uh, are very, very similar, even though they're completely different, right? Because of the structure of the architecture. So um, a phenomenal time phenomenal time for games um and um as it is today as i say you know we it's not as if we're we're, we're short of short of anything really we live in um in um how can i say in um in special times right mm. even though we still um, yeah yeah power. yeah i i i i have still like question about this uh zelda so uh that that does it have because like like uh like let, let's say if, if if we would compare it to hollow knight like is it also similar game that it's it's not like a obvious game not a obvious uh story in it but it's it's more like what yeah, you it, discover it does, it does yeah it's about the story it it does have pointers um and but overall there's so much exploration to do for example you have the main story quest you have the shrines and the stories and you have the side quests and you have memories to collect um and um yeah but it's like i know it sounds like almost like four different games but but th that's what I'm saying. It all dovetails in neatly together. And the more you want mm. to learn, the more you do. But you you don't have to do that. If that mm. makes sense. You have a choice how deep mm. you want to go. If that if that makes. It's like watching a movie, right? Some people say this is the best movie. I'm going to watch it ten times. And you may watch a movie once and say I really enjoyed it, but that, that's that's fine. I've I've got out of it what I wanted to. So Zelda is a game that you get you get out what you put in. If that makes sense. And um, I think Silk Song. Look, I, 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 sorry, Hollow Knight. Yeah, it's it, Hollow Knight is about discovery, right? But you get, you get the um, when you're when you're in the Hollow Nest, right at the top. Yeah, you get the gist of what it is that you've got to go and do, and then it's about mm. discovery. And so Zelda's very much in line with that. But besides the fact that it's you know got fantasy violence and blood and and uh, I don't know about sexual themes or drug references or anything like that. We'll leave that for that to that kitty game by Finji, but. Um, <laughs> And uh, but yeah, and um, but what I will say, all the side quests that you do actually dovetail mm. into the main story. So even though you're doing side quests, they're not all fetch quests. There's there's nothing really like that in Zelda. There were a couple, but the majority of them, and even the shrine quests, they all dovetail into into in telling you the overview and the, and the narrative uh, or the rabbit holes that you want to go down in understanding the, the the whole nature of the game and the story that it's trying to tell. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question because I'm not very good at answering those sort of questions. No, it's it's just that I I'm 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 always like a little bit skeptic, like when when so many people say that the game is amazing, 
Yeah. But of course, uh, I, I trust. I haven't even touched your, on your... <laughs> I haven't even touched on the mechanics of the game, which would just blow you away. Yeah, yeah. Because the mechanics that they've built into that game, I, I, Luke still will tell you. Is I think I was on the podcast and or maybe in a chat where I was saying to him, you know what, I've picked up the Nintendo controller, but because the Y, the Y and uh, the A and the A and the B and the Y and the X are inverted compared to the Xbox, I was struggling for hours pressing the right buttons on that game and I was getting really frustrated but now it's like second nature and um, just just the way that the game is set up Masuko in the first few hours it explains all of the control systems everything that you can do and then it's about you using the the controls the methods and the abilities that you have to navigate the whole world you don't have to run around for six hours to get an ability but what you do get you do get armor sets and items that accentuate the abilities you already have so it's a very layered approach and that you can actually build your character up but you, you start off you know with everything you need and then it's a case of how far do you want to take it if that make if that if you make sense it's, it's really really cleverly done you know like most games like you have to do this that and the other and some really something hideously annoying to you know make your character more powerful this is this game is almost seamless and you can go off and do specific things, right? It is truly an open adventure game. I'll tell you what it's like. It's very, I know you've probably played very much like Elden Ring in, in that respect. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Without the hard combat. Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> individual. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I really have to give it a try. There is just some nagging feeling that I always get when I see the trailers of that one. Don't know what it is, but there is oh, like... Um, which game? Uh, Zelda. I'll send you one trailer. Um, I may have already done so, but I'll send it again because sometimes I don't know if the maybe it's a question for everybody, right? It's like sometimes a game comes out and you don't want to play it, but some point in time you just pick somehow you get a hold of it, you play it, and you think right now is the time I should be playing this game. If that makes sense, not every game has to be played on the day of release. Sometimes you just wake up one day. It happened to me, right? And it happens to me a lot. And I say, you know what, I want to play this game, and I go and play it, and then I you know spend a hundred hours on it, you know, so. That's just that's just the way it is. I don't play games because they're prescribed to me to be played at a very specific moment in time. No. Um, so it's sometimes it is about timing and where you are in your life, right? And and what how you feel and what you want to do. So because um, I, I I try to play a game and I try my best. Stubbs knows that I, I if I start a game and I enjoy it, I want to finish it. I don't want to leave it. You know. That's true. Midway or anything like that. Um, that's why I've been starving myself of Metroidvania games or whatever the terminology is, so that when I play Silk Song, I'll be ravenous. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah. Does that answer okay. all your questions, Masuka, about Zelda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know much more. Masuka, yeah. just be honest and just say, yeah, he did a really, a really, really rubbish job. Nice, no, a good job. <laughs> No, but good. yeah, f uh, I don't want to keep you any longer, Masuka. I think we'll wrap it up there because it is one o'clock in the morning your time. I do appreciate you mm. coming on. I do because you came straight, yeah. straight off, straight home from work, didn't you? Straight on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Masuka, yeah. just one more, one more game. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Resident, two more games: Resident Evil Four 
yeah. uh, uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. Okay. Two, two other games that I, I I'll never forget. Okay, okay. But was was there something special that made them, you know, like connect with you? Yeah. Because uh, shooting zombies is not something that uh, it just you normally of, do in real life. Of, it, uh, yeah, the zombies <laughs> just reminded me of one of my ex-girlfriends, and um... <laughs> <laughs> so so it was a zombie. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, come after me like that for sure. Um... <laughs> And um, Dragon Quest Eight, um, for me, still to this day, has the best voiceovers and um, and stories uh, in in a video game. And uh, the tw the twists and you know, people hear about twists and turns and plots and uh, yeah, that game yeah, it's two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Yeah, phenomenal, still phenomenal. I, I still remember a lot of it and uh, the characters, the design of the characters. You know, you know, you get like Darth Vader, Sephiroth. Uh, there's a character in there called Dalmagus. Uh, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but yeah, it's 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 got that kind of that vibe to it. And the adventure that you go on, the combat system, uh, the music. Um, yeah, just yeah. I mean, it was the first 3D game, right? I think the first Dragon Quest to be to be in 3D. And um, yeah, it was phenomenal. And uh, Resident Evil 4, you all know about, right? I've, I've played it numerous times. I haven't played the remake or anything. Um, I, I'm just still enamored with the original. But, um, but yes, I, I just, you know, because you asked me, uh, I just wanted to mention those other games that just uh, were, were sitting there in terms of the games that I've loved from the past. And yeah, the question's open to everyone, I guess. Remake yeah, is definitely me. harder, I think, than the original. Oh. Interesting. It's definitely more challenging. I picked up the remake day one, and, you know, I, I have pretty much owned... Resident Evil 4 on almost every platform it's ever been on, but the remake definitely up, ups the difficulty, and the enemies are a lot more aggressive. So just be prepared for really? it. I I really I really enjoy the Resident Evil series. I, I, yeah. I, never, I never ever took it so too seriously because I don't know if you remember like the the, the writing for the first few. You know, they were quite, actually quite funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but even though they're trying to be serious, yeah, and. Um... I even enjoyed Resident Evil 5. I thought it was brilliant. But anyway. You know, I, I, it kind of makes me wonder, though, what um, what's next for them. Because some people are saying, oh, it should be Code Veronica. But then other people are kind of leaning towards Resident Evil 5. So I guess we'll see what happens. I'll, if you don't mind, Sentinel-1, I know you've got a massive you know say in this. But could I get the double pack? Double pack. Of uh, Resident Evil 5 and Code Veronica. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, the the remake's <laughs> fine. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah. problem solved. Everyone's happy. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe maybe Vichy really has the most interesting life. So like, uh, relatable games are like zombie shooting and uh, adventure in a fantasy world. So. You mean a zombie girlfriend that I've been trying to escape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, anyway. I think we all read, we all read, lead interesting lives. But anyway, it's been a fun show tonight. Oh, yes. look at that! Stubbs gaming. Where are you? We're, they're all. We're all just getting warmed up. Yeah, but Paul Masuko's. <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning for him. 
Oh, no, he's, he's just waking up, waking up. He's just about to get his coffee, and aren't you, Masuka? Tell him. <laughs> yes, I, I pretty much have to get coffee. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. He's just, he's, he's just cooking up some, uh, uh, some fried lotus. Mm, yeah, yeah. Good coffee. Oh, yeah. No, but it was really, really fun talking with you guys. Like, uh, it has been way too long time since last time talk talk with you and uh, had a good laugh and uh, I, I even learned <laughs> many many things <laughs> it's all good it's all good and it's it, it's it's good to be talking with sentinel so uh, have have only heard you in the podcast oh right yeah it's nice to be on a it's it's nice to be on a podcast with you guys, you know. Mm. What part of um, America, uh, just generally, do do you live in uh, Sentinel? If you don't mind, um, Wisconsin. I mean, I grew up in Texas, but I live in Wisconsin right now. Is that in the Midwest? Is it, or I'm not sure. Yeah, Wisconsin's just north of Chicago. If you know where Chicago. Oh, is. okay, okay, okay. I know Chicago. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like I drive 90 minutes and I'm in Chicago, so we're pretty close. Understood. So it's it's a little cooler up here than it is obviously in Texas. I don't mind the colder weather because the hotter weather is pretty ruthless down in Texas. It's crazy. You know, well, you know, they have aircon. How can you say that? Not everybody down there does. <laughs> oh, okay. And you know what? Everybody running everybody running the air conditioner down there is always killing the power grid, so they'll be without power for like hours or sometimes days. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. I, I have to I have to concur yeah. with. Um... Sentinel there. Okay, fair enough. Look, we're not all lords and earls, Mr. Stubbs, yeah? Britain has a terrible humidity, and you know that, VJ. As far as you can't remember, can you? For that long? Uh, I don't know. Just that long since you got in your your private jet and came back. Can't remember. (laughs) Private jet, more like my dinghy (laughs) off a South End Pier. Anyway, it's been fun tonight. It has. Thanks for coming on, Masuku. You tell people no, it was great. Where, where they can find you if, if you want them to. Ah, just just uh, find me in Twitter, Masuku underscore one nine eight four. So I I will be mostly talking about games and uh, sometimes painting something. But you do some and that's, great that's, work you do. Some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 one of the things that I would want to get better. And and there is uh, one another thing like um, stops yeah. you have been now like uh, music on, uh, like uh, making a healthy light transformation. And uh, that's that's something that I also want to do. So it's uh, very very nice to follow how you are doing with your walking and uh, eating and uh, other other things because uh, I, I'm in the same boat so to say <laughs> yeah no it's something I've been meaning to do for a while but I've done it before but I lapsed but this time I'm not this time I'm not gonna lapse because it's caused me health problems like I fell over hurt my back and I couldn't get up and it was because of my size you know 26 days yeah. and healthy yeah. 
I'm now down to about 25 stone now, but my back's actually strengthened up now. My back's not actually hurting no more. It's uh, I've got. Oh, a, that's good so it looks like I've done no. It looks like I've done no damage. I think all I did was, I think I pulled. I think I pulled some muscles in my back, mm. or bruised mm. it. Mm. Luckily, that's what I think it was, because I was worried mm. I'd bust my back because I, I went down. I slipped on the grass. I went out there in barefoot, not thinking. And I, 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 <laughs> I thought I broke my knee. Though. my legs went everywhere. I thought, no, I can't break my knee again. I didn't know. Luckily. Yeah. yeah, I remember that you had to suffer quite a long time last time when you broke it. I tell you, when I was getting up though, from this back thing, mm. it felt like I'd broke when it felt it was just as painful mm. getting up from it. Because it yeah, required yeah, three yeah. people to help me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that the. Uh, I, I, I am too old. I cannot be unhealthy anymore. I, I really have to get in a better shape. How, how old are you, Misuko, if you don't mind me asking? At 39 this year. You said 18, did you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> me, yeah and Masu- <laughs> me, me and Masuko are the same age. Wow. Yeah. I'm 39 yeah. this year, too. Hmm. In December. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like Sentinel. It looks like we're in for a lot of cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a big 4 oh. next year. I'm only a few yeah. years older than Stubbs, so... Well, I'm, mm. I'm, older than, I'm older than all of you. I know. That's why I sound so miserable, you see. You've got all that to look forward to. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and Luke still says he's at, Luke's only 16. He, he, no, fifth, come on, 15, we he, know. He, he is compared to all of us, though. Yeah, he's, he's oh, yeah. He's got all that misery to look forward to. Oh, Indy wants to know your age, Fiji. I bet, I bet, I bet you don't reveal it. Listen, I'm still young enough to be able to play um, Hollow Knight and get 108. percent So let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never we, been able to get it. Indy, don't worry. Challenge. He's wherever. roughly. He's told me roughly what area it is, but he won't actually say it. Will you, Vijay? And that's the end of the show. Exactly. That's it. Thanks <laughs> for coming on, um, Masuka. I've already said that, haven't I? We got sidetracked. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, so, you have. You have to thank Sentinel and Vice also. Thanks for coming on, Sentinel. And, Do you want to promote all your podcasts and XPN we're just, and, we're just, and we're anything not, you're doing? We're just, I'm just wanted to say we're just not exotic enough uh, for outros. You see, um, we're not. Well, we yeah. keep getting sidetracked, don't we? We started it's talking just about. No, no, no. You're just, you're just, uh, you're just uh, pigeonholing uh, us, us, us two that we live in the states. You see. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Over the pond, man. Not interested. Over the pond. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Sentinel. Um, it's SSG Sentinel as it shows up on screen. It's on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Also on XPN's two podcasts during the week. The PSN Party Podcast is going to be tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. Central Time. It's 8.30 for everyone in the U.K. And then the XBL Party Podcast is on Thursdays. That is at 2 p.m. Central Time for me. And for everyone in the U.K., that's at 8 o'clock. So definitely check it out. Thanks for coming on, Sentinel. And Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That was fun. It was good to, it was good to get you finally on. And we'll get the Stubbs cast yeah. sorted out. We will. We will get that sorted out, we will. 
Yeah, thanks for coming on. And VJ complains about outros, but every time I ask him where they can find you, he, said he doesn't Come tell on. me. No, I, I don't want to be found. I actually want to get lost. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, yeah, yeah. Um, hope this is my. If I, I tell you what, if there is any such thing as reincarnation, knowing my luck, I'll come back as myself. <laughs> but on, on that note um it was I, i'm so glad you're back misuko because you do cheer me up yeah i think you're one of the special people in the in the community uh more than you know and uh i was chatting to you yesterday i didn't know we had so much in common and um and ssg um i'm really looking forward to being on your show thank you for the invite I don't get invited as often as I'd like to, and I don't as peer, appear as much as I want to anyway. But anyway, besides that, thank you. And uh, Stubbs Gaming, what can I say? Uh, what a great show, as usual. And uh, I hope Removable's doing okay out there. And I uh, hope he listens in on the show later, if he feels like it. And um, just wanted to give him a shout out. And uh, everyone in the chat, it's been, it's been really good today. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. And Masuku is just like me. He doesn't know how to take great positive feedback about themselves. He went silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I, I am I like. Uh, he, was bright, he was going bright red, but obviously you couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you cannot see, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> he turned his coffee order into a double shot, you see, and said, oh no, I need a double. I definitely need a double after that. Right. <laughs> right. Thanks, everyone. For tuning oh, that's in. great. Really appreciate it. It's been fun. Thanks to everyone in chat. Luke Steele, Indie Gamer. There's been tons. Lady Foxfire. Although I call her Fox because she prefers to be called Fox. Um, also, there's been Matt Barnes has been in Indie Pixels. Uh, who else has been in? Sergeant Sentinel. He's, he's in. The conversation but yeah thanks everyone everyone who's popped in and we'll see you next time have a great week everyone Later.